we decided seven years ago to start a portfolio on business news, went back every month, did a webinar on it, and that portfolio has grown from being worth 2.25 million to about 12.5 million rand now, primarily because it was invested offshore. Magnus Haystek, you did a tweet this morning having a look at what the comparative returns were from the big names in South African money management, and they don't compare well. Not at all, Alec. I mean, it was astonishing how well your portfolio has done. And it just shows you how if you're not aware and you're not made aware of the facts about what's going on in, in, in global markets, how easy it is to be complacent and be happy with returns of 4 or 5% because the, the, the real facts are being, you've been kept away from the real facts. And I've been trying for a long time to alert people that there's something fantastic going on overseas and I've got a hell of a lot of pushback and I've been slammed by journalists and commentators and we're not going to go into that. It doesn't matter anymore. Now, now, here you come with real money. It's not fictitious money. You created this portfolio for all and sundry to see. And when you tweeted this morning about your portfolio, I quickly had a look at our two biggest names, you know, similar funds, equity funds, and, and the difference is not marginal. The difference is life-changing. We're talking seven years. We're not talking about a humongous amount of money for most people, 2.2 million rand. But seven years later, you've got 12.5 million rand in your portfolio and you've got 2.4 million or 2.8 in the other one. You know, that is just a, such a large difference. And it's very hard for the large institutions, you know, to, to try and conceal this, this message anymore. And, uh, you know, that, that was the power of your, your tweet, your article. And then I tweeted and it went viral, three, 400 likes. And, and people are saying, well, that is the reality. And unfortunately, that's the truth. And it ties to Regulation 28 that I wrote about last week. We had this article. And again, I had people slamming me, talking rubbish in, you know, they're happy with their 3 or 4% returns per, 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 per. And I'm, I'm saying, you know, what about the poor investors who do not know how badly they are being shafted by Regulation 28? And as it so happened, I had an investment session with Prentice in the Cape with some high-powered investment players. I'm not going to mention names. You know, you've got the uh, Chater House rules. I'm not going to mention names. They agree. They were desperately like Treasury to increase the offshore allowance. And they are speaking to Treasury, but Treasury is under tremendous political pressure not to increase that allowance for a variety of reasons. One is that it will be an admission that under the ANC rule, you know, our markets are not doing well. And then secondly, they're also trying to protect the local market. But there's no question that they would like that offshore allowance to increase fairly dramatically because it is showing up in their, in their returns. That's an interesting point, because we were under the impression that this was a bit of a cabal between the big money managers, asset managers in South Africa and Treasury. And actually, it suited South African asset managers to be able to keep the money, 70% of retirement savings in South Africa. But what they're saying to you is, actually, they, they aren't really wanting that to happen. They would love the opportunity to take that money offshore and presumably also compete with international money managers at the same time. They would like to grow their book or their business faster than it's currently growing. 
We see it in the in the numbers of coronation that came out last week, and you can do it in all the big names, Fuert, Ellen Gray. The numbers are not growing, and, and this is a growth industry. Your assets under management determines your profitability, and I think that the asset managers are realizing, yes, it's nice to be in a protected environment, but if it's only growing at 5% and outside in the rest of the world it's growing at 15%, if you do the numbers, you'd, you'd, you'd rather be part of that 15% because that means a much bigger impact on your bottom line five or ten years down the line as opposed to a, a market that is struggling to beat inflation uh, back home. So they're seeing the danger signs. And the second part of the almost admission from this gentleman was they're losing discretionary money because of the exchange control on, on 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 discretionary money, they're up against the uh, Reg 28 rules. So people, well-off people are taking money offshore in greater numbers, but a lot of that money is being placed with other investment companies, the Vanguards, the Blackrocks, the Templetons, the Fidelities. And our asset managers are very aware of this, that they're actually losing out on the party because they cannot compete in terms of pricing, and range of funds that the big players in the world can do. So they they, they caught between a, a rock and a hard place. Yes, they'd like to, you know, keep assets under control, but the money is flowing out in other ways, and, and that's hurting their business. So as the message comes through, as Magnus Haystack says more and more, look at the comparison between international to South Africa. Get part of the 99.5% of the world that doesn't exist in this country even those who have vested interests are realizing that they can't, it's like the little boy in the dike, they can't keep the finger in the dike forever. No, they can't. And, and to bring it down to practical terms, I, I, I had a discussion with my wife, my lovely, dearest wife that I love immensely. And about seven years ago, I said to her, she had a couple of you know, lock-up-and-go rental properties, which if she had sold them seven years ago, she would have probably got out of the deal 2 million rand. And I said to him, my darling, if you'd put your money with Alec Hogg and his portfolio, your 2 million rand would be close to 12 million rand. And, you know, what is your property worth today? Not much more than it was seven years ago. So in, in, in that case, and, and you can extrapolate this across hundreds of thousands of people, their property values have not gone up in seven years. Not, In fact, they've not gone up in 10 years. So the relative wealth is the issue here. A person who had taken money offshore has become increasingly wealthier than the person who has not taken money offshore. And your real-life example just proved that point once again. And it's not a marginal difference. It is a humongous, substantial difference in real wealth. You know, that case of my wife, she can buy a, a, a fantastic house in, in, in Desaults, uh, uh, pay cash for it, and She's got two tiny little apartments in Johannesburg. I mean, that's the difference in a relatively short space of time. An area certainly captured the attention of our team at Biz News in the news conference this morning is that Magnus Haystack has bought Bitcoin. Take us through that. <laughs> you know, this Bitcoin thing, 
as you well know, this has been been swirling around, and every now and then someone asks me, when are you going to buy Bitcoin, Magnus? And I said, I don't know enough about Bitcoin. First of all, people ask me my views about Bitcoin, and I said, I don't know. But part of our exercise of our advisors is let's educate ourselves about Bitcoin. And we had a speaker by the name of Dwayne van Furen, who's an expert on Bitcoin. And he gave us a very long lecture, and he tried to explain it to us best he can. And, you know, and the reason is not that we want to be, become involved in Bitcoin. It's almost as part of, you, you need to have knowledge of the parts of the investment world so that you can guide your clients and say, look, we've investigated Bitcoin and we don't think you should invest or you can invest maybe 5% of your portfolio. So it's part of a learning curve. And all of the room we bought and some smart guy worked it out well, we only basically put in 200 Rand into Bitcoin. So, yes, I have bought Bitcoin, but it's only worth 200 Rand. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, it's not uh, a, a a change in approach. You're not saying no, it's not. that it's your yeah. portfolio. You know, Alec, I'm, now I have a reason to track it. I have, a, I have a skin in the game, as they say. And if I see my 200 start growing to 250 to 300, I might increase my exposure. I might now, now that I have a wallet and I can put money in, I might do that. But it's part of a learning curve. It's just up to now, I said, I don't know enough about Bitcoin to give you advice. And secondly, based on regulation, I'm, I'm, I'm not allowed to do so. But now I can say, look, I am trying to investigate and I will give you an answer. So, yes, it's a very small toe that I've dipped into the cold water, but I might put in more over time. Now, you say 200 rand. That's just 200 rand, not 200 grand. It's uh, <laughs> 200 rand. It's that little, <laughs> that little orange, the orange uh, leopard. You put one leopard into the <laughs> into Bitcoin. You buy it with 200 rand, and uh-huh. now we're in the game. And, you know, it was just a, a token for all the guys at the conference. And, um, you know, we might increase it. But now I start reading up a bit more in detail, watching it, and, it's part of a learning curve. I mean, we sometimes investigate investments for our clients and we actually come back and say, we don't touch it. You know, we have to investigate, but I'm not saying don't touch it. I'm saying you might start considering it because you might be going, people might be going to do it any case. Well, it doesn't matter what we say. It's an interesting point that, or philosophy, that when you've got skin in the game, you do pay more attention. Absolutely. You, you, you learn the dynamics and I think it's, the numbers in Bitcoin are becoming so large and big players are into the market. And, 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 and Dwayne said probably the best way to play it is to buy the futures ETF, which is you can now buy on regulated platforms. Uh, Swiss Quote, which is very active in South Africa, offers you an opportunity to buy ETFs on their platform. So that's that's the avenue that we will now start investigating. You can buy it as part of a portfolio, tradable, price daily, but you know the answer is how much and we will we will just have to wait and see.